Hello and welcome everybody. And as you can see, we're having fun with this sun today. So um, yeah, my name's Wynell. It's good. Hi, my name's Paul. And I was thinking of that old hymn, huh? Heavenly Sunshine. You huh? oldies will know that, 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 that old hymn, Heavenly Sunshine. <laughs> anyway, let's enjoy the sun while we've got it. Yes, amen. I'm sure no one can complain about the sun, can they? Well, um, Paul and I just really felt led to share some faith stories from some of our experiences, some of our missions, and, um, you know, we have a lot of those. But um, I think the first thing I just want to explain is uh, I actually, you know, as most of you know, growing up on a mission field and um, growing up in a country that uh, at the time was a third world country, Colombia, South America. And I remember um, when we um, arrived, well, first of all, I just kind of wanted to give you a little bit of a history. So um, I had just turned seven and uh, my parents had to go first to language school to study Spanish. And so we had to go to Guadalajara in the country of Mexico to study for a year. And then from there, we were then commissioned to go on to Colombia, South America, where we would be living for the next four years. We had never been to Mexico, never been to Colombia, South America. So you can imagine every experience was truly an experience. But I just wanted to share um, a little bit about you with about my mother. Uh, my mother was very young. Um, she obviously had two girls, my sister and I, and following along with my father who felt this calling to go to the mission field and arriving in Mexico, uh, no, obviously we had missionaries, people who would greet us. But then um, from there, you know, it was just hang on because we had to learn how to function, how to get around and, and with the language. So it was it was quite interesting. I can just tell you, uh, I'll share it with you that way. But I share a little bit of that history because, um, you know, sometimes when you step out to do great exploits for God, and you know you have a calling on your life to do things, but you have no idea what um, that sacrifice is going to be. And I can tell you that the sacrifice was huge because, first of all, my mother had um, an appendicitis as soon as she uh, had been there for just after four months. And um, they had to rush her in for surgery can you imagine laying on the hospital bed, not speaking the language hardly at all, and um, having to hear doctors and nurses talk around you and not really understanding what they're saying? Uh, but just to bring a little bit of, of humor to that, um, she <laughs> had been repeating these phrases over and over as they were learning Spanish. And... Um, while uh, she was there coming out of recovery, um, the phrases that she had been learning was el césped está muy verde, which is the grass is very, very, very green. green. <laughs> you remember that, oh, don't you? <laughs> I just know Spanish. <laughs> and um, 
you can imagine. So she was in a Catholic hospital and um, she kept repeating this phrase over and over. Oh, the grass is so very green. And the first thing that one of the nurses said is, oh, my goodness, I, I think she's going on to heaven because she's already seeing that the grass is green. <laughs> so by the time they got to tell excuse me, explain to my father what had happened. He said, oh, no, no, no. These are phrases that we're having to repeat to learn the language. But I just wanted to, I'll share a little bit more about that story from there when they went to Columbia, because it was quite, uh, it was quite an experience when we arrived in Columbia after having been in the country of Mexico for a year, two very different cultures. So I want to read a scripture to you, and um, it's found in the book of Matthew, which is the first book of the New Testament, if you're not familiar, and um, it's chapter 5, verse 13, and I'm reading out of an an amplified study Bible. And uh, the scripture says, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, And my Bible, because it's amplified, says if it's lost its taste, in other words, its purpose, how can it be made salty? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and walked on by people. And it even explains when the walkways are wet and slippery. Now, the explanation that I just want to share with you there is that Jesus tells us that we are the salt of the earth. But if if the salt loses its flavor, then really we're of no good to anyone. And, um, you know, actually our life becomes almost tasteless uh, without love. Mm. So, you know, even when we're doing acts of uh, generosity, when we're doing them out of obligation or you know, we're just doing them as a rhetoric, you know, just something that we do because, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm supposed to show people love. So I'm just going to get out there and do what I have to do. But we don't really realize that we are here on earth to bring flavor to other people's lives by sharing Jesus with them. And the love here represents the salt. So, you know, every day of our lives can be an exciting day if we learn that when we go around shaking a little salt around, or in other words, shaking a little love, um, sharing a little mm-hmm. love, how far it can go. So I just want to, I really want to challenge you as we start to share some faith stories about what we have seen God do. And I know you've probably got faith stories as well, but there's a whole lot more faith stories waiting to happen, mm. if, if we put it like that. I believe there is faith stories waiting to happen. And the way they're going to happen is with you. You spreading love. You spreading salt. Now, that can be as simple as walking into a shop And the person that is maybe, you know, if you're not gone through the self-check and you've gone up to have the the person there check you out, and maybe you notice that they're, you know, looking like they're having a bad day or they're looking a bit down. And and I know we have to be careful about this, but compliments or just saying, hey, um, I hope you're having a nice day. I just want you to know that, you know, I know it's not easy 
uh, the, the job that you have. I don't know, something, whatever God gives you. But there are so many creative ways that you can go around spreading the love, shaking a little salt uh, on the earth. And I, I shared that story to start with just a little bit about what my mother faced because she had a calling. And when they went there, they knew that they were there to shake some salt mm -hmm. uh, on the earth. Not everybody's called to go overseas. You're called as well to reach those right here in your neighborhood. But Remember that that salt, that love that you need to go around sharing is so easy to do that you just need to ask God for some creative ways on how that you can do that. So I just wanted to kick that off sharing that. And Paul, I don't know how you want to add to that or or what story you you really want to share tonight. Oh, I've I've got a lot of stories to share. <laughs> I know you always have lots of stories to share. <laughs> yeah, we we, we 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 don't tell each other what we're going to do. Uh so none of this is scripted. Uh it's far better not to be scripted otherwise you get tied in. And I, I like to flow with what the Holy Spirit is guiding us in. But obviously, I've uh, we, we made some notes, but we didn't swap stories. And I, I want to just uh, talk about the, the the time we went to Mexico. We've been there many, many times, and uh, they even lived there just for a short time. But you know, uh, we did a, we did a tour there one time. One of one of the Assemblies of God superintendents in Mexico, someone that Wynell traveled with many, many years ago when you were doing a lot of youth uh, crusades in Mexico, invited us to go and uh, we accepted and uh, we, we got ourselves there. And, uh, oh boy, we did, listen to this, <laughs> we preached, this is not a boast, but I'm just saying this is what you do when you get out on the field. We preached 28 times in 31 days. Yeah. Think about that. 28 times. And we stayed in 11 hotels. <laughs> we moved 11 times. And it was it was great. We saw God move in tremendous ways. But, you know, um, there were there, there are so many challenges when you do travel uh, in Mexico for for safety and God's hand of protection. It was was upon us the whole time and always has been when we when we've traveled there and in other parts of the world. But on this particular uh, trip, it was so it, it, it was it was interesting. We did laugh, but we could see God's hand. And I'll just very quickly tell you some of the humorous things. And then I want to give you a Bible scripture as well, which which, which will finish off. But one of, one of the things, one of the hotels we stayed in was uh, we, we was the best Western. And we got there on the Saturday night and we got settled in. And we thought, my goodness, this hotel's quiet. <laughs> and there was hardly anybody around. And uh, so uh, we, we went back down to the lobby, having got into our room lobby, and talked to the lady on reception to discover that it was just one uh, myself and another gentleman. So uh, I said, oh, you know, to, to one else to find out, I said, what the problem is with this hotel? Because you would expect and uh, well, uh, hallelujah, the lady said to us, oh, just two nights ago, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, the the local cartel had a big uh, shooting match outside the, the hotel and there were bodies everywhere. And so the, 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 the police had closed the road off for a few days and now people have stopped coming to the hotel. And uh, <laughs> we, we were booked there for two nights. Hallelujah. And uh, so uh, we just we, I said to Wynell, baby, you just lie down and sleep. And uh, because uh, not only was she preaching and translating for me when I spoke, 
uh, we needed her strong. So I, I, in actual fact, I don't mind being honest with you guys. I sat up in the chair all night and just prayed. And anyway, we moved on from there. But I just wanted to share that with you so you can tell some of the things that you go through. We traveled another time from that place to another one. And the pastor said to us, oh, just in a moment, we're going to stop down the road and switch cars. I said, oh, OK, why are we going to do that? He said, because if I travel down the road in this car, we'll get hijacked and they'll steal our car. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So listen, Galatians chapter six. And uh, I noticed Wynell was reading from the Amplified Version. I'm going to read the Amplified Version as well. Galatians chapter 6, verses 9 and 10 <laughs> says this. Let us not grow weary. Let us not grow weary. And that is something that uh, we never do. We never grow weary. Yeah, we get tired, we all, but we all get tired, don't we? Uh, but never grow, we all become discouraged in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap if we do not give in. And, uh, you know, we, when, when we travel, we reap. We reap souls, we reap a harvest. And uh, we, we do have great time. But sometimes you do see God's hand upon you. Yes. And, uh, you know, I recall when we went from Sidi Manti that day with, with your friend, uh, Saul, uh, when he took us to the, a, a smaller church. You remember, on a fr again, that was a Friday night. We went there and we're driving down the road and Wanel uh, was translating, but the, the pastor did speak some English. And he knew enough English to tell me that the week before they had been hijacking cars on this on this road that we were traveling on. But he said, don't worry, brother you're here tonight so we're going to be safe you know these <laughs> some of these mexican pastors have a good sense of humor and i'm thinking oh my goodness i'm we're, we're just about to go to church and and get up and preach and encourage these people and this pastor's telling me you know last week they were hijacking cars but tonight because you're here brother it's going to be fine but those are some of the things that you go through and then chapter verse 10 says this so then while we as individual believers have the opportunity let us do good to all people let us do good to all people and uh, so when we were in mexico we were doing good to all people man we were having fellowship we were having great services people were getting saved people were getting healed people were getting blessed you should never give up not only being helpful but also doing that which promotes their spiritual well-being yes. bringing them the word bringing them food, bringing them spiritual food, you know, always taking care of people's well-being and especially be a blessing. Yes. And uh, I believe that we were a blessing. And I believe, you know, we, we, we took Mark and Rachel to Mexico uh, with, with us. And, uh, and I know they were a blessing. And, uh, you know, people still ask us, hey, how's, how's Pastor Mark? How's Rachel doing? They, the, the Mark and Rachel went there and blessed the people as well. Be a blessing to those of the household of faith, born-again believers. And we should never, ever give up. Whether it's in Mexico or whether it's in downtown Portsmouth, never give up. Push in. Yes. Push into those people. And, uh, you, know, you, you know, as Wynell said, uh, as met so many times, you don't have to go on to the mission field to be a missionary. I'm just sharing with you some of the stories, and I've got another one I want to share just, just in, in a short while. But God's hand of protection has been on us so many, many times. 
And I'll just finish up with this one. I'll just 30 seconds on the Sunday when we left this particular area that we've been in to go back down and uh, hallelujah. We had one more night in a hotel, if you remember. And then the next day we had four days in Cancun on the beach. Oh, glory to God. It's so good. Sometimes when you do that minister and then take a nice rest. But even on the Sunday after in the morning, we preached in, in, in quite a large church. And after we finished, the pastor said, I think you need to catch the afternoon coach. Well, we weren't. I was I was supposed to speak in the evening to a men's group. And uh, another pastor was very disappointed. But the senior pastor insisted we left. And when I said why, he said, because the road you're going to travel on is too dangerous to travel at night. And I thought, oh, God, you hand be upon us on this coach. And sure enough, on the coach, we traveled for about three hours by coach that Sunday afternoon. And we had a police escort all the way. Police cars kept switching. Uh, when we got to one ramp, another one would come on and so on. So those are some of the adventures that we have. But I can't wait to go back. <laughs> and if you want to come with us in uh, 2022, as long as <laughs> as long as we can travel, I'm heading there in 2022 and you can come with me as well and uh, and see God's blessing upon those people in Mexico. Yeah, so I, I suppose, you know, you can just see that as the, the, the scriptures tie in together about not growing weary, even though, you know, it's tempting mm. to to want to give up. And then the scripture that says, you know, you are um, the salt of the earth and just, you know, going back um, to that scripture when it says that, you know, we don't want to lose our purpose. You know, it's an effort. Uh, it doesn't matter whether Man. you're in love as a couple, as a married couple, or you are building on friendships, or if you're reaching the lost. The main thing that you have to realize is you cannot become lazy in spreading that love and sprinkling mm. that salt because everywhere we go, we need to share that salt on everybody that we meet. And, um, you know, I just, when I think about this scripture, when I think about the fact that sometimes we have lots of missed opportunities of just very simple things. I know one of the things that was uh, said to me last week when uh, we were doing our discover group on Mondays about evangelism and people were just saying to me, Oh, I guess I never thought about the fact of evangelism being so easy about reaching the lost because it's not just about going out there and finding people you don't know. Many times it's the people right around you that you do know that still aren't saved. I mean, I know many of us who still praying for family. And so why we share these stories is to build your faith that you should never ever give up, as Paul said, because you don't know when the day will come. You don't know when the right word that will be said, who will be that person that will actually speak uh, and say something that will cause them to want to come to Christ. So, and, and not, we shouldn't spread the love or sprinkle the salt just because we're expecting something in return. We should do this naturally because we want 
for people to know, hey, this is who we are. This is what we do. And and whatever it might be, me come along and speak into someone's life or say something to them and then someone else come along behind me. So I sow the seed and then the person comes behind me and waters that seed. But you have to recognize that every day you have opportunities. Now, growing up on that mission field, did mean that we encountered a lot of things that I'm sure you won't encounter here just because of the fact of being in a third world country. But it it still doesn't mean that we don't face things. I just want you to understand that sometimes those physical dangers that you have to face and those things that you have to go through, um, yes, they are, you know, a lot worse uh, at times, But here we also still go through sometimes persecution and the trials because of trying to share the love of Jesus Christ. Now, you know, I said I wanted to bring a little bit more when um, I talked about my mom and dad. When they arrived in Colombia after being in Mexico for a year, you can imagine um, it was even though Spanish was still the language a lot of the words that they had learned in Mexico were not the same in Colombia. And I remember that, uh, you know, when we arrived and my mother was trying to order breakfast uh, in a hotel where we were staying for a couple of weeks until we got all of our house sorted and where we were going to be living for the next four years. And my mother just uh, ordered what she had learned in Spanish in Mexico and Most of the words, even for eggs and for coffee and everything, was completely opposite uh, when she arrived in Colombia. And you can imagine um, they had no idea what she wanted. And here she is, early 20s, two kids. They've never been in this country. Um, It was over uh, 100 degrees, which is about, I think, 45 Celsius, no air conditioning anywhere. And my mother just burst into tears because uh, she just felt like, oh, my gosh, what in the world am I going to do? But, you know, there was a greater purpose, a greater good. And sometimes, yeah, we we might want to burst, you know, into tears. But I do want you to know that there are angels out there. There's people looking, you know, there's angels looking after us, looking out after us. There is you know, when we go and and share the love of Jesus and when we sprinkle that salt and spread that love to other people, we never know what it is in that moment that will suddenly turn a situation around for someone. Now, I just want to quickly share one other story that I have before Paul shares his other story that he wanted to share. We agreed we were going to swap back and forth with a, a couple of stories each. My daughter was five. Uh, Her name is Angelica. She's now, uh, she probably wouldn't want me to tell everybody this, but she is about to be 30. (laughs) So 29. 29. uh, 29, Getting close there. She definitely won't like me saying 30. (laughs) Never never mind. But um, what, when she was five, she used to struggle a lot with nosebleeds really, really bad. And we were at a hotel where we had started a a work and um, my dad had just finished preaching. And so we stayed behind to have lunch. And because of the heat, 
um, suddenly uh, she started having a nosebleed. And, you know, we thought it was something we were going to be able to bring under control. But soon, without going into great detail, it just kept getting worse and worse to the point that it became an emergency. And um, we had no idea uh, what to do about trying to call for help, how far or how close uh, it would be for an ambulance. And at that moment, my dad just started praying, Lord, in Jesus' name, send us help right now. We have to get her to a hospital. And, you know, I will never, ever forget this. A man just walked up. He was about six foot tall. We had not seen him anywhere in the hotel. He came up, scooped Angelica up in his arms and said to us, follow me. I'll get you to the hospital. And my dad was like, is, is it close? And he said, just come on. I've got the car waiting. We, we literally walked out of the hotel. We got in the car. He handed me Angelica. He drove us straight to the door of a hospital within about five minutes dropped us off. First of all, he came around, collected Angelica from me and ran in with her. And I'm telling you now, as God is my witness, he ran in, dropped her off. And by the time, and, and, and we were right at the front door, by the time my parents and I walked in, the guy had completely disappeared. Hmm. No one um, remembered what he looked like. No one at the hotel could tell us what he looked like. And we knew right then and there that he had been sent as an angel to look after Angelica. And thank God that we got her there in time and we were able to sort the problem and, and everything was fine. But I'm just showing you and telling you by sharing this story that no, it's not just because we were overseas. There are angels right here ready and waiting to take care of you. I know not long ago, I remember someone said this, and I, I know I've heard other people say it before. Sometimes our angels are bored because they don't know what to do because we're not keeping them, you yeah. know, busy of getting out there and getting on the front line and really reaching out to people. But don't, don't lose your purpose. For me, I would say tonight, if, if you don't get anything else out of what I've said or shared from my part, take Matthew 5.13 and pray over yourself, Lord, may I never lose my purpose. May I never stop being salty mm -hmm. in a good way mm -hmm. <laughs> and share Amen. that love. Amen. Amen, Paul. Amen. Wow. And and I can tell you today, Angelica coming up for 29. Yes, 29. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful young lady, strong. And uh, you would never think that she had gone through what she went through when she was a lot younger. Yeah. And uh, God, our God is a miracle working God. That's right. And there's a miracle on the way. Yes. You just got to believe there's a miracle waiting for you right now. Yes. Whether it's physical, financial, a relationship, whatever it is, that miracle is waiting. Amen. You just have to have the faith to push in. And uh, I just very quickly want to share this with you about a miracle that happened when we were in Colombia. Uh, while we were there, there were a couple of times when we had to reapply for visas to be there. 
and uh, there wasn't a problem in us obtaining them. But uh, the, the, the rule is, and it's not only in Colombia, it's, it's wherever you are in the world, you cannot always get your visa that you want to be living, to be resident there. You have to leave the country and go somewhere else. So uh, we needed to change uh, our visa and get a new one. And uh, so the people uh, that we were working with as missionaries in, in, in Colombia, uh, Apostle uh, Rafael and Juliana, we, uh, they suggested to us that we should go to a town called Cucatá. And we had to fly there. It was a few hours flight. Do you remember going to Cucatá? I do. It was, it was a great it's the time. the last city uh, in it, Colombia before a, you go into Venezuela. Venezuela. And uh, they had arranged for us to preach at a very large church, a few thousand people uh on a on on a weeknight and uh, we arrived there we got met by the pastors we were taken to a hotel we got settled in went and preached that night and the next day we were due to, we went out we were we actually walked can you believe we crossed over a bridge we walked over a bridge from colombia into venezuela and uh we we spent the day there in in in, in the small town there got our visa came back and that evening, uh, one of the pastors that had been in the, in the service the night before had, had called to say, could we go to his church? And uh, yeah. so we said, yeah, uh, well, of course, we're, we're here to bring the word. And so we went and oh, my goodness, what a great time we had. Yes. And uh, I remember that night, I don't know whether Wynell remembers, I, one, of, one of my favorite scriptures was, uh, is, is Luke 8, 43, uh, where it talks about the woman with the issue of blood. I won't take the time now to go through, to read it all through, but it's Luke 8, uh, starting at verse um, at verse 43 and go through to 48. And you see there where she where she pushed in. And, uh, you know, I, I always talk about push, push until something happens. And that night we were there, do you remember? We made an altar call for salvation and people came forward. And then the Lord spoke to us and said, there's a, there's a healing anointing in this place. And so we called people forward uh, for prayer. And mm. there was one couple that came forward, young couple. And um, the, the, the I remember, I still remember this afternoon when I was thinking about it. It's amazing what the Lord brings back to you in your remembrance. The lady was there and she, she was crying and whatever. And I went over to her and called Wanyo has to help me with the translation mm. to ask her what was right, you know. And for years, she and her husband had wanted to have children. She and her husband had tried and tried and tried and nothing happened. Well, I told the lady, I said, listen, sister, all you and your husband have to do is believe that something is going to happen. And uh, I told her that uh, I'd anointed in that area. Look, I have lots of grandchildren in different, as why I don't know, in different parts of the world where I prayed for couples. And it, started, it happened to me, start first time to me in 1993 in Paris. I remember it uh, exactly. I was in uh, Paris, uh, Temple de Paris, uh, part of Kensington Temple. And I laid hands on a couple. Next thing you know, they're, they're, anyway, it's gone on from there over the years. But this couple, uh, I laid hands on them and they just, they just, I don't know, they just ended up on the floor under the power of God. Well, we we uh, we left that service. We went back to where we were staying, we had dinner, and then the next day we got on the airplane to fly back down to our, our city where we were living in Barranquilla. And just a, a few weeks later, Wynell received this joyous communication from this couple. They had conceived a child, and a child was on the way. Can you imagine? Nine months later, Wynell gets another message. Hallelujah, their little baby boy. 
And they were so excited. Now, you may say, well, okay, well, that's just a, you know. No, 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 no. Those, I just want to sh- get you to get, get this inside of you. Those people had faith. Then it's nothing to do with me or Wynell laying hands on them. Yeah, it's all yeah. to do with the Father. He's the one. We're just the instrument. That's we're right. just the one. We're, we're, we're that connection. And that couple, I believed that they were going to have a child. They also believed, oh, if you could have heard them pray. Uh, when some of the when some of those Colombians really get it get the get it going and they start right man they were believing and believing and believing and believing and poof the power of God hit them nine months later they had a little baby and I just want you to know tonight it doesn't matter we're not talking about everybody having babies but listen whether you need physical healing whatever it is yes whether it's, you know, whether you suffer from migraines, whether you suffer from uh, back problems, uh, heart problems, asthma, whatever it is, ask the Lord, say, Father God, right now in Jesus' name, touch me. And I want to encourage you as well, when you're around people that need prayer, lay hands on them and don't go, oh, Lord, just touch him. No, get in to pray. Pray with enthusiasm. Pray. You believe it's going to happen. And if you believe it's going to happen and the person that's receiving the prayer believes it's going to happen, God will bring a miracle and you will see miracles happen. And let me say this to you again, as I said at the beginning of this, there's a miracle on the way. There's a miracle waiting for you. You just need to ask for that miracle. Why now? Why don't you pray with us? Yes, and I want to encourage you, if you've been waiting for a miracle or if you've got people that you're praying for, listen, right now in the chat, I want to see you posting names or prayer requests that you don't mind sharing with us. We want to pray for you. As we've both said, a miracle waiting to happen. You know, there are, I love that scripture. I believe I saw Sharon put this scripture up in um, Hebrews 13, 1 and 2. Let love of your fellow believers continue. Do not neglect to extend hospitality to strangers, especially among the family of believers, being friendly, cordial, and gracious, Mm. sharing the comforts of your home and doing your part generously. For by this, for by this, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Listen, there's an angel waiting to come and look after you. There's a the hand of God right now waiting to touch your life. And I just want to say that as I'm seeing a prayer request come up here, I just want you to really believe God. Um, and Paul, Sharon Harris has been bold enough to put there that you've given the testimony. They want her and Lee would like to have a child. So we want to pray for them. I'm just praying right now. I just feel right now the, the Holy Spirit. And I really believe, I believe in my spirit. I know Paul believes that miracles are going to take place from tonight. I see just a few others. Louise Menzi, her son, Adam, for his salvation. Uh, Dominic, he wants us to pray for his mom who's on crutches and can't feel her feet. Gail Marshfield, pray for her youngest daughter for her depression and anxiety and grandson who's waiting to hear if he can get in the Navy. So 
We're going to pray right now, but I want you to pray for Lee and for Sharon, and then I'm going to call out the other names for salvation. Come on, if you have to touch the screen, whatever you have to do, but believe with us right now for miracles to take place in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father God, tonight we come before you and we petition you on behalf of Lee and Sharon, Lord, that they will conceive a child and father god right now we Thank believe you, a miracle is on the way father god we know a miracle is on the way yes, you father. are the miracle working god and father i pray as i pray for many other couples around the world lord that a child will be conceived a child will come forth lord in your name father and father god. we just pray for joy happiness peace laughter lord at this time Thank you, and lord father Jesus. god i just pray that lee and sharon will feel the power of the holy spirit yes, in father their god, home right, right where they are now father god i feel there is a strength in the spirit tonight yes, for father. healings and for things Thank to you, the Jesus. miraculous right to happen creative miracles lord you created you, us Jesus. and you still continue to create miracles and father god we ask for a, cre a creative miracle Thank lord, you, lord and father god so we look forward Thank with you, great anticipation in these coming weeks and months lord the Thank good you, news that a child is on the way Thank you, Lord Hallelujah. Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, we just thank you for these other prayer requests have come through, and I'm just going to pray as I've seen them come out. Lord, we pray for Louise's son right now, Lord God. Father, whatever he's ensnarled or entangled in, we call him to be set free right now, Lord God. Whoever is around him, Lord, that uh, you speak into, Lord, you can send angels to speak into his life and to minister him. And Lord, we pray right now, we stand on your word that Louise will hear that something has happened for movement in his life. Lord, we pray for Gail's uh, youngest mm. daughter, for the depression and anxiety, Lord, that is Man. not of you, that yes. it has to go right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus and for the grandson who's waiting to hear about whether or not he's going to go into the Navy. Lord, I speak over Gail right now and over her family. Lord, we speak peace. We speak love. Lord, even she will get a phone call of how suddenly things have turned around for her. Lord, I call out the prayer for Dominic's mom yes. who's on crutches and yes. cannot feel Healing virtue. her feet. Flow. Lord, we mm. pray Ooh, right blah, blah, blah. now in the name Please, of Jesus, Jesus Christ for healing virtue to yes. flow through her mm. body. Lord, I pray that even Dominique will hear from feet. her that something has happened in her feet, Lord God. Lord, we thank oh, you for the miracles that are taking place right now. And Paul and I agree, and we agree with everyone listening and watching right now who agree with us that miracles right now that are waiting to happen, angels unaware. And Lord, I pray that you would help us, Lord God, to be the salt of the earth. Lord, as we go around sprinkling salt, that love, and sharing that love with others and we also pray lord as, as dominic's believing for the hong kong government lifts the flight ban from uk to hong kong lord we just pray lord we know that this pandemic has hit hard in lots of places lord god but we declare lord that there is a shift in your spirit right now lord god and we thank you father god for what you're doing and i 
thank you for everyone who's been open and honest about sharing their request. And I pray, oh Lord, that anyone right now who is listening, Lord, I pray that the testimonies will come forth, Lord. We've got emails that they come up that they can share those testimonies with. We want to hear the good report, even if it's just the first step, Father. And and Lord, we just just pray for Karen Yoxel's brother, John, who is battling cancer. And tonight we Amen. come against Thank you, Lord Jesus. cancer. Father God. We come right against now. cancer. And Father God, I pray right now. Yes, Lord Jesus. John will feel the healing virtue. Yes, Father God. Flow right from now. the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Father God, we pray that you will yes, eradicate that cancer from his body. You will shrink any tumors. That are in his body, Lord. Father God, we pray right now that doctors will be baffled. They will not be able to yes, understand. Lord but Lord God, that you will come through as the testimony in John's life for the healing of his body. Father God, we pray that the doctors you, in the Jesus. hospital will just Thank be you, baffled Jesus. as to what's happened. And Father God, we ask for a total renewing in John's body. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. We thank you uh, for being with us to listen to this. We're going to hand it back to the studio, but I do want to challenge you. Go and be the salt of the earth this week, every day. Ask the Lord for an opportunity to sprinkle some salt out there. And we want to hear also those testimonies, even if it's just little steps of what God has done for those of you tonight that have written in. Praise the Lord. Back to you in the studio. Good night. God bless you.